I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Tree Ball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Well, it's the uh, Not The Weekend podcast. Uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Gareth Richards, Emily Dean, i got Pig Iron. Oh, I haven't said wow. that for a long time. I don't know where that quite came from. Mm. Anyway, welcome to our listeners, whether you're on the street, sitting at home. Maybe you're... Say you could be somewhere in West Africa, um, maybe leaning over an old computer you've, you've managed to knock together. This is your big contact with, uh, with the old country. Mm. It's not all like this. But um, some of it is. What? The, the old, old country, con- yeah. I know, it's not all like this. W- would that it were, that's mm. what I say. Yeah. So, um, yes, so thank you, welcome. I don't know where I'm thank. I'm thanking you just for listening. So you have to go the extra mile to listen mm. to the podcast, and I think radio is not that difficult. You could do it accidentally in a shop, but to, you've, you've gone there. You've subscribed or you've downloaded. We love you for that. Mm. My favourite story of the week, can I say, before we go any further, I think, of the well, probably of the year so far, was the man from Birmingham who has decided to become a... uh, I'm calling him a superhero. He's not claiming any powers, I think, of any particular kind. He's a crime fighter, isn't he? He is. And uh, I've often, you know, fantasised about doing just that myself. I have, about going out and... Is it a, is it a Brummy thing, maybe? Well, if you fantasise, and I've tried both, if you fantasise about eating normal, peaceful, law-abiding uh, citizens, you feel all right about it. It's exciting for a bit, then you start to feel a terrible sense of guilt. But mm. with the criminals, you do feel you could really lay into them. If you were, like, someone tried to mock you and you managed to overpower them, I don't think you need to leave them alone until they're basically flat. So they look like a bearskin rug. Mm, so the okay. whole skeleton has been flattened by your persistent punching and kneeing. Um, so I can see that he's called the, the statesman. Yes, he is. Yes. Which is, I'm loving that as yeah. well. He wears a Union Jack top, Frank. Could he not stretch to a onesie? Because yeah. that, traditionally that is what a, a crime-fighting superhero should wear just wearing black in the kick-ass trousers. mould. I think yeah. you'll find that he's, uh, he's on the slope to superhero. <laughs> I think he's, uh, he's, he's, he's started like that. I mean, the thing I was least happy with was the Union Jack top. Cause it's, a, <laughs> it's a suggestion of um, some sort of fascistic element, oh, which I didn't... Oh, not wrong. Yeah. I wish he'd have gone for, um, you know, stars, that kind of thing. They go lightning flashes. Do you know what, Frank? It's a bit cobbled together, his costume, like when you dressed up as a cowboy as a child and put on wellies and jeans. <laughs> yeah, but you try, you know... No, you dressed up as Superman, didn't Batman. you? Batman. Batman. And what did you wear, Frank? I wore jeans, swimming trunks, Wellingtons. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in, it's a Birmingham thing. Grey school jumper. Well, he's got a mask of Zorro, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. And then a Union Jack top and fingerless gloves. To be fair to him, have you ever tried (laughs) shopping for a superhero (laughs) outfit? It's all very well you casting aspersions, (laughs) but he's had to make do amend. I mean, that's the nature of it. (laughs) Even I tried to find that top online. Why? Well, I just thought, how easy was it to get that top? Because, you know, if I, not that I'm thinking of now. becoming They'll a superhero. They'll have it at Fonzie's Leathers. <laughs> Sparkbrook. Yeah, and I couldn't find it, and I did, you know, a small search, and I couldn't find it straight away, so 
How did he get it? Perhaps did I could join it? him. Perhaps me and him could become a sort of... I could be called the elder statesman. Mm. Well, well, there are other people. There are other people he does it with. In Birmingham. And, and, and I, was in, I was intrigued by one of the stories okay. about him. When it says... Um, he says we, which already, that suggests other people are doing it with him. Yeah, he that's says, how I'd have read that. He says, <laughs> yeah. we were patrolling London together at 3am one night. He's taken on quite a big manner. Yeah, he's mm. commuting. Yeah. For the night. Oh, I so, thought he was very Birmingham-based, yeah, no, this guy. He, yeah, no, he, he is, because he says he's trying to Perhaps keep an eye... Perhaps he was in pursuit of a <laughs> He's of trying a to villain. keep an eye, Frank, on the underbelly of Birmingham, he says. Oh, is he? Yeah. He wants to keep an eye on his own <laughs> underbelly from the picture I've seen of him. <laughs> 16 stone, apparently. Yeah. Mm. I could get a mirror on a stick. You see, it's very hard to creep up on the criminals if you're eating crisps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giveaway, straight away. So he does London as well. He's pro- yeah. He will well, travel. There's a group of people. How does, what does he do, get on the train? They, um, so there's the know. statesman. Who, who are fly? the others? I don't, I don't know. The other Personal people. private secretary. <laughs> <laughs> the minister without portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> They're all minor, then, minor political posts. There could be the intern with. as well. I could play that role. Yeah. yeah. The PR man. <laughs> the spin doctor. Spin um, doctor actually sounds like it yeah. could be a villain. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, who, um, be a good name for a DJ. Somebody must have used mm. that, had they? Has, um, that must have come up. Some kind of thing where he rotates people until they talk... What? That's horrible. What's going on in your mind? Spin yeah. doctor. doctor. I can see like, that. You if can you had the sort of a turntable. The, the statesman strapped onto like a giant record player. And he's or a rotisserie. Spun. Yeah, or a rotisserie. <laughs> now, statesman, now I you mean, will tell me where... The statesman is no stranger are. to a rotisserie. That's my <laughs> guess. <laughs> even it, honest, even a complete pig roast. <laughs> mm. Anyway, they said um, he was with. They would. They saw a guy running across Trafalgar Square away from two PCSOs, who are the police What's community that? support officers. Oh yes, you know oh, those you've people. got all the jargon, haven't you? Who are very. I mean, they have few powers. Are they the pretend ones? <laughs> yeah, they're the pretend ones. I hate ones. the pretend ones. They have ones. no powers. They are... They're not superheroes. <laughs> no, they... Did you think they were? No, but they... I, I see... think they've got x-ray vision. <laughs> I see them on a level with, like, Wembley stewards or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like to see them knocking about. There's a lot of knock around by my flat. Mm. I say, I'll Just... say good evening to them in a kind of a, oh, oh. kind of a way. In a slightly patronising way. I mean, they're not that different from me dressed as Batman in Wellington's <laughs> and my, you know, they're basically playing at policemen and they yeah. don't get a proper uniform. So they sort of, you know, they put something together and then they go out and they, they, they are the slowest walkers I have ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, they'll walk from, say, um, Lambeth Bridge. Forgive me if you don't live in London, but it's Lambeth Bridge to the Houses of Parliament is is what half a mile. Yeah, that'll take them four or five hours. <laughs> that, what they've done is they've seen the opening titles of the bill. You know that's yeah. doom. <laughs> Slightly splayed feet. With the sheer tights, yeah. Yeah. I know that. And uh, and that's how they walk. But you see, Frank, that's the trouble. The high-vis jacket, people pop one of those on, think it's instant authority. No, that is true. Who said that? Basically, those people are like the normal youths that hung around on the street corners and then they got to a certain age and they just put a high-vis on them. But I think they're people who wanted to be policemen. Yeah. And for whatever reason, let's not go into (laughs) it. Why didn't they do it? I don't make the rules. Oops. (laughs) Yeah, well, somebody does make the rules, so they, they involve a written exam. That's why they don't do it. 
No, I like to see them about. Yeah. Anyway, they Let's, were chasing, uh, yeah, they were chasing two part-time policemen. He saw two of them and decided that they needed some help. Well, I've often thought that. <laughs> but I've thought, you know, maybe um, more literary skills than, uh, yeah. <laughs> than <laughs> actual fighting. So he saw two of them chasing this guy. They were shouting at him, but he wasn't going to stop. So he threw off our overcoats. Because what he does oh, is he wears... Secret identity. And like, he w- walks around late at night wearing a large overcoat... Mm-hmm. Over his, um, over yeah. his costume. Yes, I you say costume. <laughs> yeah. He's actually naked underneath. In fact, is he a superhero or is he a sex pest? You decide. Bit That's of, this week's phone in. Bit of both. <laughs> um, not that I don't. I don't know that for a fact. No, I don't think. No, he is. I, I think, think he's, he's a hero. Well I think he's a national. Mm. This is what the big society is all about. This man. You're right. Absolutely. Just I, let's all join in. I agree with that. I I'm think go- that the big society is essentially about vigilante justice. Yeah. I'm going to go I into mean, a hospital. I mean, why throw a knotted pair of trainers over a telegraph wire when you can use a noose? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, did they anyway ca- this guy jumped bail and he was throwing drugs as he ran away from these police community sport officers. Throwing drugs, how marvellous, yeah. a sort oh. of Father Christmas Same Charlie Sheen wasn't around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they caught him and pinned him down until the officers arrived. So they overtook the officers? Yeah, they, yeah, oh, yeah imagine. Well, I told you how slow they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he even, uh, even 16 stone statesmen was able to, when I say 16 stone huh? statesmen, I don't mean Kenneth Clark was involved. Or John Prescott. No. Is he a statesman still? Oh, not only not. I think once you do an Was advert. he ever really? Well. <laughs> it was a bit high-vis syndrome. I wouldn't mind him helping me out, though, if I was pursuing <laughs> a, drug, a drug-based criminal. Elderly woman always comes in useful. Well, he said, apparently he's, he's, um, he's quite adept in, uh, mm. in fighting, to be fair to the statesman. He said uh, he's boxed all his life. Yeah. And he said uh, boxing has, has made me able to judge things and be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't work for Mike Tyson, did it? Like, a man who I would say has neither judged things very well <laughs> or been reasonable. So, no. but I'm in, basically I'm supportive of it. Mm. I like the idea. Have you ever been on a night bus, for example, and there's one person no. who's been ri- no? Well, trust me. <laughs> no, I have. I have. There's one person who's been mouthy and spoiling it for everyone else, and there's like forty people who are like you know mm. the good guys, and clearly. If there was unity and they stood up, that guy could be... Well, he could be pulled apart. Mm. Yeah. I mean, physically yeah, ripped to pieces. pieces yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, you know, if you're... That's what the big society's all about. Exactly. Yeah. But um, we don't do it. We all sit there a bit, oh, a bit nervous. And I, I, I like the idea of the statesman going out there and, mm. um, you know, cleaning up, as it were. Mm. Yes. What about that? No, I've said it. No, of course, you'll kill four people mistakenly. <laughs> The, later in the week, and I'll, I'll feel bad I said that, but, uh, you know, if you're going to make an omelette... Exactly. <laughs> he tells his family... He's out. He probably does make an omelette quite often. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining Swiss cheese and ham would be one of his favourites, <laughs> but with a bit of ketchup. <laughs> That's my theory. He tells his family he's out playing poker four nights a week, <laughs> so yeah. he's helping the community, and they just think he's got a terrible gambling problem. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> that he's chosen a very noble pastime, and then he's pretending he's doing yeah. a, a... He says all watching pay-per-view sports. <laughs> he does say sports at the end of that. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Now, that's a worry, you see, because normally British people don't say sports. They say sport. Oh, that means he's not a real fan then, does he? Well, it, it means he's, he's very Americanised, and that's, I think, where he's taken up the whole superhero thing from, oh. I think. 
I bet he says you do the math. <laughs> I bet better take that Union Jack winner. t-shirt off then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rhymes with winner. Uh, well, no, what was that? We had a, a text from someone, didn't we, about uh, about Gareth. We'd... Was it a Gareth fan? Steve the Birch from the bakery in Birchington. <laughs> Sounds right or something like He that. wanted to hear more. There's an anagram of what was sent to him. <laughs> we have to piece it together, is it like he, that? He yeah. said he loved the train story. He said it yeah. was the best thing since Raymond Blanc. Mm. So, well, strap yourselves in. <laughs> <laughs> what, you have another train story? Well, for, for weeks I've been telling train stories. Yeah. yeah but but why have you been on the train so much? It's just been so much. I've just been doing a lot of travelling mm. and I sometimes... Have you taken a day job? The train. Are you a trolley man? <laughs> no. By day? <laughs> OK. No. Um, well, this is actually... I know this is very exciting, this one. Mm. I don't want to build it up too much. I was in... I, don't. I, I, mentioned in the, <laughs> I mentioned in the show that I was in Leicester. And um, for, the, for the journey back, I had pre-booked my train ticket. Oh, is that cheap? <laughs> it's cheaper. Okay. Yeah, it is and cheaper. And it means you had a reserved but seat. It, but it, it means I had a reserved seat, but Smashing. it does mean I have to get on a particular train. So it was about um, 8 o'clock in the evening, and I was on the platform. Well, in fairness, one generally has to get on a particular train. You can't just randomly end up on <laughs> a five or something. Especially if you've got a reserved seat. They can't reserve a seat on every train. <laughs> Even every train going from Leicester to Bournemouth. Is there a direct Leicester to Bournemouth route? Um, no, I was going through London. I see. I had to go um, through London. Oh, that, that was the statesman's excuse. <laughs> 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 and um, I... Uh, so I was on the platform, and then I got a phone call. Oh. The train um, was arriving any second, and um, it was um, a promoter of a comedy club in Leicester. Oh. He'd seen that I was doing my show in Leicester that night, and he needed someone to fill in at the last minute. Someone had pulled out. Oh, I see. And he said, can you do it? And I said, yeah, but I need... Yeah, I can, but I'd need but to... But I'll not- have to come via London, <laughs> so as not to waste money. <laughs> no, I said, because I, I could get another train, because it would be a yeah. paid gig, but yeah. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd need to know straight away. And he goes, well, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll phone you back. And I said, look, I need to get on this train, because I've got a ticket for this train, so I'm going to need to get on, so really phone me back quickly. I can see your dilemma here. Yes, yeah. so, but he needed to talk to someone and... To oh, make we sure, needed you know. to t- <laughs> <laughs> he needed to found nine other comics, is what you mean. Oh. Anyway, carry on. Um, and so the train arrived. Oh. No phone call yet. So I needed. I got on the train. Oh, well, fair enough. I, needed, I, I told him, I'm going to have to get on the train. You need to let me know straight away. So And the train was at the platform. I found my seat. Mm-hmm. Near the seat. Was I'm it ready. busy? I'm busy also, the it was busy. It was okay. really busy. There's quite a lot of violence at the station that night. Oh. And the previous yeah, you train. Know yeah. call, who you're going to call? Leicester <laughs> comedy. <laughs> <laughs> know who you're going to call? <laughs> you'll travel. You, Leicester, you can do in, uh, oh, yeah. in in a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> it Just was jump the, in the smart car. <laughs> <laughs> it was the rugby. There was rugby. Usually, rugby people aren't very violent, but there was a whole. The ones in pink and white are lovely and calm. So I think they were a bit tense. I think the the conductors and all the train people were a bit tense but I was I was on the train and then at the last minute the phone rang the mm. sta- train is still stationary at this point okay <laughs> the, my phone I like rang stationary that mm. seems so apt on many yeah. levels <laughs> the phone rang and the guy and I said quickly can you let me know do you, do you need me to do it and he said yes yes get off the train get off the train <laughs> oh. oh he knew you were on the train he was yeah. obviously in a call box right at the side <laughs> it was a trap <laughs> Okay. He was, um, and so he was still. He said, and don't forget that orange bag you've got with you. (laughs) Because you were with Judith Chalmers, if I remember rightly, that night. 
Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I didn't have time to even hang up, so he was still on the line. And then I raced for the door, and it was one of those train doors where you have to pull down the window and open it from the outside. Oh yes, I know. So oh, I pulled, sort of seventies one. Yeah, pulled down the window, rattling the handle, but it won't open. Now the train's you, still stationary and it won't open. It locks it. Though, you have to be calm with those, though, don't you? Don't you find there's just an, e- there's just an extra <laughs> what, little su- click on them? You're suggesting they sense emotion? Well, I find <laughs> when people are desperate to get off a train, yeah. I know because I've pursued strangers on trains <laughs> in the past. I've seen people trying to get off when it's moving. And uh, if you go, oh, we're going to get open, it's diff- if you just take it easy, take yeah. a breath. That's the secret. Really? Well, um, I w- so I was doing it. It wouldn't open. And then... I think I'd stopped the train. I think it was about to go. And because of that, whistles were blown. Men with the little, you know, the lollipops. The Men train with the lollipops. lollipops yes. They sort of, a bit like a flight landing person. Oh, yeah. can't remember the uh, name uh, of that. Yeah, like sem- semaphore Like time. the semaphore. They ran over to me and oh. basically they're very, they they're very cross with me. What did they say? Because there'd been violence at the station. They were, they were, they were already crossed. They said, it's already, it's already locked. It's already internal locked. What are you doing? You can't oh, get off the train now. <laughs> Wait, he said, where are you trying to go to? And I was like, well, I'm Lester. trying to get off, <laughs> I'm trying to get off this the train. This is the Leicester train, isn't it? where no. I don't want to go to. I want to get off here. I said, well, it's locked now. And then after telling me that there was no way I'm, I'm going to get off, he then um, proceeds to tell, like, just basically just have a go at me. Like, what are you doing? You can't get off the train now. You think, think about the other people. Do you want to go and tell all these other people on the train why you're delaying the train? Well, that'll take oh, ages. Well. <laughs> exactly. And then, let me guess, on the steps in the distance, you saw a man just finishing off fish and chips in a Union Jack top, <laughs> and he came racing down, dragged you from the train. Am I right? No. So you didn't get off? I didn't, I didn't get off. They said, well, you have you to go... You told so you the go, man you were going to do that gig. Yeah, you have to get off. Well, he was still on the line. He's oh. listening to all he this. He was on yeah. the line. How humiliating. He, heard it all. <laughs> he listened to the ho- you being reprimanded by the Hold incident. on, the man was on the line. <laughs> no. He'll do anything to stop this train. <laughs> I persisted with that. See, the initial, the initial line was lost and I thought, no, I'm, I'm no. going with it. I'm, well I'll done, you went life. for it. No, he was, um, and they say, you have to go to Melton, Melton Mowbray and come back. Be half an hour. Well, get yourself a port pie, though, before the gig. <laughs> I tell you what. The statesman would have liked one of those. <laughs> oh, God, I think he lives in Melton Melbray. He sta- yeah, has a stately home there with a big crust instead of a wall. When he gets a job there, he's... he's oh, he's made Very up. Very well insulated, his house. It's just got that jelly, <laughs> that white that white stuff and that jelly. Aspic. Is, is it aspic? Yeah. Is it? yeah. Oh. I could do with an aspic, actually. I've been looking for that for a couple of days. It's oh, no. the worst... Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> is it the second worst thing I've ever yeah. said? Okay. yeah. Yeah, so I so I didn't get off. They shouted at me, and um, and I went and I said to the guy, I, "I'm stuck on the train." He goes, "Yeah, I know. I heard it all. Sorry, <gasps> that was really awful." I tell you, if if they'd been shouting at me like that, I, there would have been a murder. Oh, and, uh, and and I think it's partly the fact that someone was listening to me, and and I was sort was of it John between... Reginald Christie who runs <laughs> the uh, who runs the club. No. I, what I don't I like about what he said mm. is that sort of is saying, oh, I would have handled it in yeah. a more aggressive and manly way. You know what he was saying, man up, is what it was. Yeah. No, saying. I don't think he, I think he was saying that I was some sort of saint-like figure. It's he interesting that you chose to interpret it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking he's saying you're wet. <laughs> the thing was, I probably would have shouted at them a bit if there hadn't been someone on the train that I was kind of thinking, I mean, on the, <laughs> on the phone. 
Mm. Like I, you know, mm. I was sort of caught between. There was someone listening. And Could I think he that not just me. have held his phone against the microphone in the comedy club, <laughs> and you could have done your whole act from the train? <laughs> Wow, you have just revolutionised the comedy industry. Yeah. Mm. That, I think that would have been quite exciting because you'd have been able, you know, they'd have had all your lovely <laughs> comedy plus... <laughs> it'd be like a craftwork gig. Yeah. I think what you've invented there, Frank, is the radio. Mm-hmm. Did you read about um, the, the Indian man who... He has 39 wives. I say 39 wives... <laughs> I'd have rounded it up, personally, if I'd been him. I'd call him a crew. Yeah, he does, the, he, does sometimes have to, he does sometimes have to round them up. Mm. <laughs> I bet he does, yeah. <laughs> so you have dogs and stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Indian man as... Good bitch. Good bitch. Oh. I wouldn't say that to your no, wife, that's but that's what they no. say. That's what that is what they say. Come here, come here. Good bitch. If anyone's listening to this... Um, Do they really? It's my pulling sheep technique. Dog, <laughs> if there's a sheepdog listening to this podcast, he'll be off there. I love it. They'll be corralled before, <laughs> before they know what's happened. So, um, yeah, he's got 39 wives, 94 children and 33 grandchildren. Has he been to St Ives, this guy? <laughs> Why? I think I met him once on the way to St Ives. I was going to St Ives and I met this guy with 39 wives. That's a bit Each of a coincidence. wife had... You know, the, you know what I'm talking about. No, no. There's a, the rhyme. When I was going to St Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each oh, no, wife I don't know that rhyme. Cats. Each cat had seven. You don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, I don't know that. You say rhyme. <laughs> it's a rhyme. What, it's it not a nursery it rhyme. Rhyme as such. Mm. Is it rude or is it's, it? No, it's not a rude. How does it end? How does it culminate? <laughs> I don't know. Put me on the spot now. I thought that were, each cat has an. All of the things. Each cat? Well, who brought cats into so the equation? As I, as I was going to St Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven cats. Each cat had seven mice. Each mice had seven pieces e- of cheese. I, remember, e- I forget e- the exact details. Each mice. <laughs> and then it goes, how many people were going to St Ives? Well, just the one man, because... <laughs> yes, that's the riddle. It's a oh, riddle. Obviously. I guess it's a riddle. Well, it's hardly a... Well, I like quite, a riddle, quite generally. A, quite a well-known riddle, I thought. Does anyone... No... No, no, not the producer. It, would, it wouldn't have gone down that well in Batman, would it, if the Riddler had come out with that? <laughs> I was on the way to St Ives. Yeah. Hey, Batman. <laughs> I, when I was on the way to St Ives, I met a man with seven... Oh, I can't work this one out, Robin. But it's still ongoing, Batman. He's been going for 42 minutes. <laughs> Where is St Ives? Is that... I don't oh. think this is about the place name, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to do with the intricacy of the n- numerical aspects. <laughs> I'll get it on the bat computer. Say, Batman, did you used to be a court stenographer? <laughs> I did. How did you know that, Robin? <laughs> All these welling things are tight. <laughs> so, um, mm. yes, he once got married. Oh. He, he married ten oh. women in in one in year. One year. Individu- so he had ten marriages. And I mean, I'm, I know there's no oh, shortage. Oh, not all at once. That's there's no lazy. shortage of rice out there. I know. <laughs> But um, And they all t- live in a four-storey building with 100 rooms. That's quite yes. greedy, I think. I quite... Uh, <laughs> it's a very, very elaborate version of uh, <laughs> my own domestic uh, situation. Well, actually, Frank, it's funny you should say quite that. Loud. Because I... I'm about to move in with my best friend until I move into my new house that I've bought. So I'm living there for about six weeks. So I will be... Well, I mean, I should say there aren't 39 wives or 94 children. No. 
But there are about seven or eight dogs mm. and mm. three children. Is it an Eskimo? <laughs> OK. Who else would have seven or eight dogs? Got... My friends do. Well, as I was going to St Ives, I met a man who had eight. <laughs> seven or eight dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they said seven or eight, that would have... you got to be... But my point being, this is sort of communal living, really, yeah, isn't it? Which living. you've got experience of, Frank, most recently. Yes. Gareth, you seem to I have did, constantly yes. lived in strange places. Well, nowadays, people need to share. What? Communal living becomes is much more... Well, a lot of people aren't getting are getting married older, so mm. it means you. A lot of people live aren't away. getting married. Let's face it. A lot of people aren't <laughs> They're living married. over the stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, lots of people do communal living now. We lived um before um, I, Laura and I lived with my parents for a while in the granny flat that's upstairs. But also before that, we we shared with another couple when we lived in London. Oh, very racy. Mm. You shared uh, a, what, a flat? A flat, yeah. See, I'm surprised there's not more of that. Mm. See, what I like about my girlfriend's sister live it, living with us is that... Um, well, for a start-up, I think it's nice for my girlfriend to have someone to talk to in the evenings. Yeah. yeah. But also... Take the pressure off. You, you, you end up in a situation when you're in a relationship where you want to really hang around with one adult. Yeah. And even if you have children, there's just the one adult all the time. And I think three, as we've discovered, I think, from doing this show yeah. and these podcasts, is a nice dynamic. I agree. So, it, you know, and say if we honest, have a blaze, right? if me and Kath have a blazing row, we bring her in as a sort of ombudsman. <laughs> An umpire. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in our house, uh, Sister Rachel, she's, she's like, like the conciliation service ACAS. Yeah. yeah. Can we watch the video back of that bit? <laughs> and also, it. when she arrived, she um, insisted on um, the heating going on. And this oh, well, you must have been happy about that. Frank. Yeah, because my girlfriend, she likes it cold. I mean, really cold. She I, likes it icy. I was sitting and watching telly in a hooded top every night, and she wore a hood. I mean, she's saying mm. likes it cold. She would wear a hooded top as well. People, the neighbours across the way thought we were a small monastery. <laughs> it was freezing. Well, I went into your bedroom, Frank. Well, yes, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was no. You made me go you in there. You were going to be cold you in that outfit. Me- <laughs> <laughs> you made me go into there. That sounds worse. Yeah. You, <laughs> you had a bonnie girl outfit on there. I remember you, you made, had a fluff, very fluffy Scott at the back. You made me go in there to see how cold it was. You wanted proof. Mm. You wanted well, that was what that was. That was what I said. <laughs> <laughs> look, Jesse Eisenberg's locked. teeth are chattering. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had carcasses hanging on hooks. That's how cold it was. He said, he said, feel how cold it is. And it was. <laughs> yeah. And clammy. <laughs> yeah, but so... Uh, Tried so that on that, me once. That's one, that's been one plot. I'd say one thing about communal living, I don't know if this will apply to you, because will yeah. you have your own area? I'll have my own quarters, I think. Will you have your own fridge? <laughs> no, I don't think so. See, oh. What I've found oh. is difficult. And, What's that? And, and I love, I love having um, yeah. Rachel staying. But when anyone stays for any length of time... Sometimes on my way home, I start to, um, I anticipate the evening meal. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got that, that pie's in the fridge. Oh, and I've, <laughs> I've eaten the pie. Mentally, I've, eat, I've undressed it with my eyes yeah. before I've arrived mm. home. And then it's not always there with communal living. See, when you live alone, you leave oh, well, a pie, Rachel the pie will be there. take the pie. But very rarely. Yeah, she's a very well-mannered girl. I mean, she wouldn't do it deliberately, but I, you know, I don't want to own the pie. No. I want. I believe in sharing. I don't. I wouldn't condemn her for it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, 
in even in that sharing, you sometimes forget and you and you you anticipate. So be careful of that. Things yes. aren't always where you left them. No, it's my, the moral of the story, really. My recommendation also is have a lock on the bathroom door. Oh, when we what on uh, the inside or the out? <laughs> the, <laughs> the inside. Oh, okay. We didn't have one because we moved into the flat, and the flat just didn't have one. And you're not supposed to, you know, when renting, you can't make changes and things. So we just thought we'll have a system where if the door's shut, assume someone's in. Should there. have a system. Oh. <laughs> If the door's shut, assume someone's in there and either don't go in or knock, you know, if it's an emergency. Yeah, but I'll tell you what's annoying about that. Just a blown shut. Because I lived in a house with that system. And what would happen is that someone would come out the toilet, shut the door, and no one goes in the toilet for the next four days (laughs) because they think there's someone in the toilet. Yeah. Can't stand on ceremony. So you have to start doing that knocking thing and that. Yeah. Well, what happened to us one day is that we were... it was Saturday morning, so we were sleeping in. And, um... Saturday morning! <laughs> <laughs> the, um, their family had come round. Ooh. We slept in, and all of a sudden the house is full of people. So then we've got to get ready. So we're sneaking around like ninjas, trying to, like... Because we're still in our jammies. <laughs> black, black jammies. <laughs> yeah. And um, so me and Laura decided to both go in the toilet at the same time in the bathroom to get ready. I'm stopping it right there. <laughs> Are you regular? Yeah, well, let's hope so. <laughs> They're going in that often. That's, yeah, both went in together to do yes, what? To a blue showers, shoes or? Shower and yeah, and just get ready with the sink. But one you were shower and the sink. Get ready no, with not the sink. The, um, no discharge. Not twin, no. No. Um, and well, that's um, all right. Yeah, but. Basically, the the girl who we were sharing with her dad just barged in. They hadn't told them the rules. Barging well, after you'd gone in, or did, did he try to get in while the door was open? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he saw it as an opportunity, and he thought, oh, I'm in here as well. <laughs> get off! No, no, it'll be fine. He thought it was no, like no. car keys. Where's that loofah? <laughs> no, That's well, what they we, call what? Gareth. <laughs> I think it's loofah. Could be loafer. Carry on. Um, we, yeah, and we, we were in there. And oh. Laura actually was so shocked she told him to something off. Oh, dear. <gasps> oh. That's not like Laura. No, it's not like Laura. Well, maybe that's why he was hanging around. <laughs> but I can, I can understand. It wasn't Laura. I don't know how she got oh. <laughs> so, um, so I'll be reporting back, and I'm going to choose because I quite want a dog in the bed. Now, oh, no. I, no, listen, hear me out. I've got a choice Have of seven or eight. Thing? So I've said I want a dog in the All bed. Right. Well, I can choose any of them. Will I go for the highly strong chihuahua? I think we know which way we're headed here. Mm. Will I go for the faithful, loyal shih tzu? <laughs> oh, my chair just sunk down <laughs> as I said that. Um, or will I go for the lively and energetic Boston Terrier? What do you think, guys? Do you think think no dog in bed? Well, first of all, a dog in the bed is one of the worst things I could ever imagine. I will not have really? a pet in, in the bedroom with me. Taking really? all the oxygen. You always wake up with a headache. <laughs> oh, also, I? I inhaled a dander during the night <laughs> and uh, I wake up with my eyes streaming and, and a bit of a oh, chest. Fine. I think I'm allergic. Also, I, I hate them. You don't like dogs? Pets of any kind. Do you? In the bedroom, I mean. Oh. I once, I remember I got in once drunk and um, in the old days when what I lived with my Shep? parents. Yeah, well, Shep was there and he was, it was so cold in our kitchen downstairs in those days. <laughs> this was a council house in Albury in the West Midlands that he was trembling. I've never heard oh. a dog's teeth chatter before because they seemed too interlocked to move about, but they were yeah. chattering. 
And I was, oh, oh, what a shame. And I took Shep up to bed. Oh, that's nice of you. And when I got onto the, the blankets, I, this is in the days of when one when, when would have blankets and an eider down and stuff. There wasn't just a duvet. So yeah. I got onto the blankets and I put him between the blankets and the eider down. So even drunk, I didn't want him next to my skin. Uh, I didn't want to wake up, in, wake up in his arms. Actually, <laughs> 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 would I wake up in his arms or would I wake up in his legs? <laughs> we don't have arms. No. I don't, couldn't imagine saying, well, I woke up in my dog's legs this morning. People would... Anyway. Can dogs so, They don't have arms. They can no. no, they can't yeah, but hug. he's not a cuddly yeah. dog either, Shep. He was no. a, he was a, a He was a Staffordshire bull oh, terrier. Oh, he was a Staffy, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, they're very exposed. Sure, hair. <laughs> anyway, I went to sleep. I woke up in the, in the night. I heard a terrible scratching noise. Of course, oh. it was my tongue moving around in my mouth. So oh. I'd had about 12 pints the night before. But there was something white at the side of my head on the oh. pillow. And I picked something. It was a piece of, like, padding. And I thought, oh, where's that from? And then I saw another. And then I realised there was an enormous hole in the eider down where Shep had Shep. built a sort of nest, a sort of dog nest. Oh, and I was... Oh, I jumped out of bed. And as I jumped out of bed, my bare foot, it's a still warm. It's a still warm. Um, I know what you're going to say. Yes, exactly. And I, it such, was a gift. And such did I. Simeon's gift is what it was. Had I caught it on the heel, I wouldn't have minded. But it was on the toe, so it, it went oh, through the gaps between my toes. Oh, it was not unlike a, a Play-Doh fun factory. Oh. And um, you needed your Batman. That wellies. was that was one act of kindness there, and that's how I was repaid. But so I think it's unhygienic. I think it's not right a dog in a bedroom. Or any pet. These are very different kind of dogs. Well, a dog is a dog. They've still <laughs> got dander. Don't tell me I haven't got dander. <laughs> What's dander? You know, dander is from the same root as dandruff. It's that oh, powder really? that comes off their skin. Well, oh. it is skin. Oh, I didn't know that's And that's that why was. people get allergic to cats and dogs. It's the dander they can't cope with. Oh, I thought it was nice perfume talc. Oh, I won't go near it Oh, yet. no. <laughs> no, so... Um, How long have you been using it? <laughs> <laughs> why do you want a dog in the bed? Oh, I love it. I just think they're really cute. I love dogs. Nice. Darling. I like dogs in a field. <laughs> in a field? Not in a bed. <laughs> I said the Indian man said um, he likes seven or eight wives at his side mm. every time. Big, oh. big side he's got. <laughs> Enormous side. Don't know. He's, he must be. He must be curved. Yeah. What else, anyway? Well, I've been reading this week about um, Matt Lucas off of... Um, Little Britain. Yes. And uh, what's the other new one called? Oh, it's Come your favourite. Come fly with me. Yeah, fly you like me. that one. Mm. Um, he's apparently, he's wanted to do this for a long time because he's a big musical theatre fan, much like really? us, Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's now got a part in Les Miserables. He's going to play, is it Tenardier? You know that, Master mm. of the House. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. He's oh. Master of the House. And I think the whole run... Is... He's done that once. Didn't he no, do it in a one-off he did charity? did it in a recording. But he's going to do a run he's now. He's going to do a West End run. Wow. And it sounds like it's been... They're doing, they're doing it for him. He really. was born yeah. truly for Big Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> one of oh, the few is. great bold parts. Yes. In, or the King and I. King and I. Mm. I mean, he would, have, he would have been perfect. He could have played both parts. He... <laughs> yeah. What would you play, Frank? So I know you're a fan of Annie. I am, but there's the, I couldn't. I don't think I could play the war book. 
I wouldn't be prepared no, you're to. Not... I, I, you need to be bigger, I think. You need to be a dominant figure. Can I figure. tell you what I see you as? A bit of a crackticus pot, chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> the old bamboo. It's never been one of my favourites. I think you'd be good, the old I must, bamboo. I must say. I've always, uh, I think, my secret desire. Mm. There's two really, but I think the, the one that dominates for me is Fagin. In oh, Lionel yeah. Bart's Oliver. When I see someone rich, both my hands start to itch. A little fine thumb piece of mine. got to pick up. Too Jewish? No. Okay. Not too Jewish. Okay. Oh, Frank, if you do that, I'd like to be Nancy. You know the yeah, the, of course the I know prostitute. Nancy. Yes, are you allowed to say the prostitute on Absolute Radio? Well, is she a prostitute? It's vague, isn't it? She's a, a lady of the night. Mm. She's a kind-hearted soul. Well, you say kind. <laughs> I thought she was extortionate. <laughs> <laughs> so I could do her. Yeah. She goes, as long as he needs me. And I me. think Gareth could yeah. still carry off Oliver with a shave. <gasps> really, do you think? Where is love? Let's hear Oliver Gareth. Well, that's the only oh, one Oh, no, it's been a terrible beginning. <laughs> I also <laughs> thought I could possibly be a Professor Higgins in my time. Yeah. Just you wait, Henry Higgins, just you wait. You'd be great at that. No, but you don't mm. really have to sing, because you go, oh, yeah, why can't, can't a woman be more like a man? <laughs> it's all that. There's that bit where they do, um, you know, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the yeah, plane. Yeah, I think she's got it. Do you it. know every straight listener we've got will have turned off five minutes <laughs> <laughs> What a bit John Barrowman. And there's that bit where he says, um, where do they get that rain? And she says, on the plane. I tell you, you do on the okay, plane. Okay. So he goes, where do they get that rain? On the plane. On the plane. And he says, where is that blasted plane? I thought, that's such a marvellous moment. Is good. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. No. I've been offered. I was offered uh, Mr. You Cellophane in Chicago. Were you oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Why didn't you do it? Uh, I just, it's not a great part, is it? Oh, it's better than no part. It's, it's all right, but it's not. It's not. It's like he only gets one song, and it's yeah, not one of my favourites. And I was fair. offered. I was recently offered King Arthur in Spamalot on tour. Oh. Were you really fine? Mm. Two musical offers. I didn't yeah. know that. I've not oh, been God. offered no musicals. <laughs> Never been what offered you, no musicals. I'm getting into the, I'm getting into the accent you get, you for Oliver. You're getting into the Oliver. I'm going to be the Arthur Dodge. <laughs> yeah. Oi, I ain't been offered no musicals, Mr. Fagin. <laughs> well, what, don't blame me. What am I, an impresario? No, I'm just saying, though, it ain't fair, is it? What was when a Frank Skinner's been offered Chicago? And look at me standing here with not a musical in sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Bad things happen to the Artful Dodger, though, when people play him. Like, that's, um... Jack Wilde. Yeah. Oh, the curse of the, the Dodger. Gu- the guy in the monkeys. One Does of the guys the... in the monkeys. Dave Jones. Well, in what way did no, bad not, not things him. happen to him? <laughs> <laughs> old age. In the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was David no, the, Jones, was No, the... no, no. The, was he Jack as well? Wilde was because, the Artful Dodger. Yes, but also um, the, one, um, the one with the funny face in the monkeys. The drummer, was it? He, he was Mike. Was he wasn't he the artful. He was, uh, he was. He was circus boy. Yeah, I think he was also the artful dodger. Well, anyway, famously, Davy yeah. Jones of the Monkeys mm. was, was the he also dodger. the artful dodger? If it was he, either was one it of just them, him? well, you two start arguing about the monkeys. <laughs> like like 1960s die. argument. Was, yes, yeah, because... oh, I don't know. I thought it was like, like a Darwin court case. <laughs> <laughs> Big row about the monkeys. <laughs> If only that had been about with him, Mickey Dolenz had played the Artful Dodger. No, but... Have you got Google there? We need Google. What do we do without Google? It was David Jones. Of course it was. If if it was David Jones... Yeah, but to be fair, okay, I'm just going to mediate here. Frank (sighs) seems to know a little bit more about it. He's saying it's David Jones. You're going the one with the chin. (laughs) 
Besides, even if it was Mickey Dolenz or David Jones or even Wallhat. Mike, mm. yeah. whose parents own Tipex or something, yeah. post it notes. Whoever it was, you can't call it a curse when they went on, <laughs> on to go on to some massively successful TV show and they're still working. That's true, they're reforming. That's like the curse of Dad's yes. army. Oh, they've all died. The <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's a poor curse, isn't it? It's worse than the curse that's, of Dad's army. That's true. Oh, they're yeah. all dead now. Yes, the cur- but, yeah, but being dead, you could have the curse of Queen Victoria. Dead. <laughs> curse of Alexander the Great, dead. Curse of the royal family. Yeah, most lot, of them. A lot of them. Yeah. And the ones that are alive now will die. Yeah. I mean, how bad a curse do you want? No, that wasn't rhetorical. How bad a curse do you want? I'm sort of, well, I'm seeing a... Oh. Seeing an old woman who's really? out this afternoon. Seeing an old woman. Nice of you to give me a choice. A crone. I've seen a crone. I've got an appointment. <laughs> I've got an appointment with a crone. An appointment with a crone, that could be... Uh, that's a film I'd go and see. <laughs> appointment with a crone with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. <laughs> of course, you couldn't have played that part ten years ago. She'd grown into it. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute.